Question for you. Could you keep it under 10? I'm saying no. Minimalist packing is a thing. So annoying. (laughs) So stressful. And the new way to refer to your ex-husband or your ex-wife. Could you call them this? The biggest mistake of your life. Wow. Harsh girl. (laughs) Too much? Watch out. Your cell phone could be costing you a lot of money with your friends. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Ooh, watch out. Your cell phone could cost you a lot of money if you're out and about with your friends and you have this friendship rule. Had the best call with Fariba. She's a listener. She called in and she said that this is what her friends do. You know, when they're out together for a lunch or dinner and they're trying to make sure they're all staying away from their cell phones. You put the phones on the um, middle of the table and then whoever first touches their phone pays for the whole table. Okay, you hear that? You put your phones in the middle of the table. Okay. And whoever first touches the phone or touches their phone has to pay for the whole table. For your lunch, your dinner, your drinks, whatever you guys are out and about for. It's brutal because you can see them. Like you could see that you you were getting a text message. Yes, yes. And this came up because I was talking about this girl who went viral on TikTok dating deal breakers. And that's it. Like if she's going on a date and if a dude touches his phone at all, it's over. Date done. Date done. So extreme. Fariba's like, no, like we're like that in our friendships. No, you're not out for someone else to be on their phone. You want that person's attention. It's got so extreme though. Like now we have to be like, you guys put them in the middle. Yeah. And whoever touches it first, you're paying. It's it's, it's interesting because I was even thinking these days, if there's four of you, the tables aren't that big anymore. Like I've I've yeah. been squeezed onto a right. table of four. Right. And if you're putting all the phones in the middle, are they all stacked? Like that was my theory. I was trying to figure out how the theory of the phones <laughs> in the middle go. You're so, concerned about room on the table? Yeah. Like, where's your plate going to go and your drink? Yes. And then water and water spills on the phone. Great. People's fingertips, hands on my phone. Then I have to take my phone back and put it back in my pocket or my purse. I don't like any of that either. But just don't touch it. So if you saw me, like, if you saw me, like, drip some water on your phone and they were all in the middle of the table, Nira, <laughs> you could not touch it or else. Or else. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. Right? Oh, yeah. You're paying. I'm paying for the table. Is that your strategy? Could you imagine? What if I was telling some, like, elaborate, annoying story like, I do and you saw like a bit of a spit thing like from my mouth like fly and it landed on your phone. This is the problem. I'm more focused on the phones being in the middle of the table and someone else like being there and someone else has put all the phones there than the actual touching your phone and paying for the table. So you'd rather just be like put it in your bag. Yeah. Just I want my phone in my bag. But then you don't know what if I'm what if I'm touching it. What do you mean? I could have my hand in my bag. You couldn't see. Oh, no. Or what I if think- I went to the bathroom and I was like, I'll be right back. Okay, this is extreme. Right? I don't think it goes that far. Hmm. But the theory behind it makes sense, doesn't it? If you're I out. guess. But as a mom of three children, and if I'm meeting friends for lunch and the kids are at school, the school would not appreciate if I'm not reachable at all at any capacity if an emergency was to happen. I'm sure they have your husband's number. <laughs> It's fine. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Well, there's more proof that you should lower the bar, everybody. Expect less. Lower the bar. 
Oh, there it goes. Here's the proof. High achievers are among the unhappiest people on the planet. Oh, calm down. Boom. It's a scientific study, Nira. High achievers are the unhappiest? That's correct. Why? Because high achievers are never happy. They're never satisfied. They set goals, and dang, they can hit them. They're high achievers. They're never high enough. Yes. No, It's that. that's totally true. You set yourself a goal, mm-hmm. and then you reach it. And then you think you're going to be... What's that like? I have yet to experience. It's great. It feels amazing. But it depends what type of a person you are. I don't... I mean... Am I a high achiever? Yes. I don't know if I should say that. Not say that. I don't really know if that comes across narcissistic. But I feel like I want to be a high achiever. Let me put it that way. I want to be a high achiever. I set my goals. Mm -hmm. I achieve them. And after I achieve them, I think I'm going to be happy. Right? And? So I check mark it. And then I'm like, okay, well, that was good. And then I I want my next goal. Wow. I don't know how to stop and actually celebrate the achievement of a goal Mm -hmm. that I have actually made. Mm -hmm. Once I've made it, I don't know how to celebrate it. I don't know how to celebrate it. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. Because you're never satisfied. Which is like an annoying thing to hear because it's a great thing. It's how you have gotten to where you have gotten. It's how people achieve things. It's how you're like, I got my master's, then my doctorate, and then blah, blah, blah. You're like, wow, Mm -hmm. you're such a high achiever. That's so great. It's like what you'd want for your kid. Like, go get them. Mm -hmm. Don't be lazy. Go get them. But then on the flip, you're never happy when you get to those goals. Now you say that I'm a high achiever. And look, you know, obviously I wouldn't be I, I must be a high achiever because look, I, I've, I'm here Look, you're today. working with me and that in itself, wow. But this is my problem now is because <laughs> yeah. you classify me as a high achiever. You yeah. classify yourself as a low achiever and we're doing the same job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Are you sure you're not a high achiever? Please say you are. I think Please say you're not a low achiever. I'm not a low achiever, but I think I'm okay here. You're a basic now. achiever? No, I'm not saying I'm giving up. Like, uh, yeah, I don't Content know. achiever? I guess I'm a content achiever. You, or you know your limits, you play within it? I'm just not like you where I'm constantly like next, expecting next, next. what's next. What else can I do? What else? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I try to. Yeah. I think as my brain capacity might be full. Mm-hmm. I think you might have more room left. I don't know what it is, but I mean, even for me, like I wanted to have, uh, once I had a kid, I wanted four. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And I have three and I felt like I didn't hit my goal. That still bothers me. But I mean, I did have a partner and I had to, right. you know, kind of talk to, we had to, you know, make the decision together. Yes. And he only, he didn't want any more. Yeah. So I had to kind of compromise. It wasn't all about me. Is that how you feel about me at work? What? Are you like, you know, we could be... Yes! We could be something. (laughs) But I'm like, we can't have a fourth baby. (laughs) Well, we have to talk about it as a team. Right. And you're not into a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I'm into some stuff. Yes, you're into some. Like I said, you know your limit. You know how to play within it. And I have never wanted four children. So sorry. (laughs) Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Navigate it how you want it. Turn the comments into compliments. That's how I like to see it. Okay. A lot of firsts happening now, right? The pandemic changes, shifting. You're able to do more. So get this. I just started going to the gym again. Good for you. Two years later, I signed up Club 16. Okay? Officially. How sore were you after the first day? I was so, so (laughs) sore. Okay? 
So I'm there and I'm working out and there's kind of like a class going on. And and because I haven't been there so long, you start to see people that you used to see a long time ago. Oh, wow. Right? You're like, oh my gosh, hi. And some of these, Ooh. you're like, there's Treadmill Terry. <laughs> Treadmill, Treadmill Terry. Terry. <laughs> you know, and some of them, you know, are really good trainers, right? Like, okay. You know, they because you've seen them, in all you've seen them train. Anyways, I'm doing my workout and one of the trainers at Club 16, she's like watching me. She comes over. She's like, hey, Nira. She's like, you used to play a lot of sports when you were younger, didn't you? I'm like, I sure did. And she's like, you kind of were, you played everything, didn't you? I'm like, I did. I did. She's like, you can tell. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. So I'm thinking that's a wonderful compliment, right? I go home that night. I'm still like totally reeling from this comment, right? This co- That was actually clearly a compliment. Then I tell my husband at night, I'm like, hey, so I was working out. And a trainer said, Nira, you must have played a lot of sports. Da, da, da. And my husband, Gary's like, yeah. He's like, obviously, because you're super coordinated. And I was like, oh, honey, stop it. I, I was so like, oh, me, me. That does sound like a very nice compliment. No, but my husband, who's in the middle of a hockey game, is just like looking at me like, I've lost it. He's like, are you okay over there? Right. I'm like, did you, you think I'm coordinated? He's like, relax. It's just, it was just a comment, a fact. You're like, like, no. (laughs) That was like the best compliment. And he's like, okay. But I was like, you know what you got to do? Sometimes you got to take those comments and turn them into compliments more often. Because that was like, what? That's got to be the highlight so far in my month that my husband thinks I'm coordinated. Yeah. Why? I'm jealous. Why am I so like, yes. I was I was on a high for days after this. And it also like breaks the stereotype. When you know what you meet a couple and like say the kid is good at hockey and they're like, you know, it's always usually the mom that's like, well, he doesn't get it from me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, don't, what? Yeah, and I loved how he's like, yeah, duh, you're super coordinated. Like you can, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I like so much. I hate. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm dorky for thinking that was a compliment, but I mean, hey. No, I think a lot of people are not coordinated. And knowing you, you're probably like, I am coordinated in other, like, not just at the gym. I'm coordinated in life in general. Well, heels is a big testament. That you can wear high heels? And if you can walk. It, and okay. like that is that's one of my greatest achievements, mm-hmm. right? Like, be, and again, <laughs> what? It's been two years. I haven't done it. I'm scared. One of my greatest achievements. I can walk in high heels. Stilettos. Yes, I've done the six inch. Wow. Yes. That. Come on. That's not an achievement. It's coordination. Right? Could you walk in six no, inch? No, I can sit. <laughs> sit. Six, sit. Yes. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. BC is on the verge of introducing some historic new anti-racism legislation. This new bill is going to be tabled within the next uh, couple weeks and would give the government the power for the first time to ask British Columbians about their race, ethnicity, faith, gender, sexuality, disability, income, and other social identifiers. And this new legislation's goal is to analyze whether or not certain types of people are being discriminated against or facing systematic racism and other barriers when it comes to things like accessing the province's health care, education, housing, mental health services, all of it. And obviously, historically, we know, you should know, actually, that when you come from a racialized community, uh, you usually get stereotyped. Yeah, 
any kind of government services, there is unequal access when you are a person of color. It just is the way it is historically. Um, but the problem, I guess, I mean, when you're, I get what you're trying to do and this bill would be amazing. And of course we need to, I mean, when you're saying it like that, when the title of it is a historic anti-racism legislation, it sounds fabulous. It sounds like the government wants to make change, Mm -hmm. but you also have to remember that the community that you're asking all this information from, you don't have a very good history with them. You don't have trust to begin with. Yeah. And it's a lot of trust to give all this inside information about yourself on government documents. And I would believe that especially from the for the indigenous community here in Canada and with the way the colonialism happened and with the way the information was just even taken back in the day, I'm not sure that that would be what they would think is in their best interest. They would be, for fair reason, skeptical. Yeah. Who's collecting the information? What are they doing with it? Where's mm-hmm. it going? How is it going to be used? Like, I I don't understand because I'm not from uh, uh, the BIPOC community. The BIPOC community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely stand with you guys. And, uh, you know, thank you for explaining. Yeah. You know, Nira, you are Indian. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, the government asked me stuff. I'm like, okay, you can mm-hmm. know about me. Mm-hmm. But I understand, like, it's a different trust level. And I, I it, this is a hard one because, like you said, it's like, it, it does sound like it's a, a, a way for the government trying to take a step forward. And mm-hmm. they need this information. But, they say they need it. Yeah. They need this information to make the change, to kind of make this bill go forth. They need this information. They need the data. They need the facts. But there's a big but. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to be unwilling to participate. Yeah. Because they may have been targeted or harmed by the government in the past, especially now having all this information about you already given to them. Are they? Is it going to be used for the right reasons? Is yeah. always the question. But 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 what if it made some changes? What if it mm-hmm. br- brought changes to the systems and like you you know there was more yeah. equal access for everybody? Yeah. But there's skepticism. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Of course. Uh, why would there not be? I even scoffed at this like quote. It's like, the goal of the new legislation is to analyze whether or not certain types of people are being discriminated against. I'm like, hello, mm-hmm. we know this is happening. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. And the colonial history with the indigenous people of Canada and yeah. taking information and now wanting that information again, it's not going to travel well, in my opinion. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it, it's going to be a lot of work for for this to go forward. It's going to take a lot more faith, a lot more trust. And has the government gotten there yet? The government has been working on this with a group mm-hmm. of 13,000 people from all different types of uh, backgrounds and communities yep. for the last year. Yes. And so they say so far, you know, and they are working with the indigenous community, but I mean, maybe they're not ready. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I well, understand both sides. Let's see what happens. They yeah. want to believe that this rate, because they're calling it race-based data. Mm-hmm. They need the race-based data yes. to really figure out what's going on so we can actually reduce the racism. Mm-hmm. It's important information. Would I be willing to give it? I would probably say yes. Mm -hmm. I probably would be willing to give it because it is for a good cause. But am I still kind of like, what are you going to do with that? Yes. Don't hold it against me. Don't hold it against me. Exactly. We'll see what happens. The bill is coming to the forefront in the next couple weeks. And now, the biz with Nira. Stress for a very prego Rihanna. Her baby daddy, ASAP Rocky, was arrested. That's today's top biz story. Oh, no. So that's Rihanna. 
hanging out in Barbados. Wants to be with her mama in the last few months, weeks, whatever of her pregnancy, right? She looks very pregnant. Oh my gosh, yes, she does. She looks absolutely phenomenal. Well, her boyfriend, baby daddy, ASAP Rocky, went to go visit her in Barbados. When he arrived back in L.A. on her private plane, Hmm. when he arrived, the L.A. police were there to arrest him upon his arrival. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. And this is in connection with just this past November. There was a shooting, apparently, and they say that he fired a gun at a victim before leaving the scene. And this person, this victim, suffered a very very minor injury. The bullet grazed their hand. Okay. Rocky. But he has been charged, ASAP Rocky has been charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He did get released from jail after posting $550,000 bail. Wow. So. She knows how to pick him, I tell you. I mean, come on. She, he also has a history. He is a convicted mm-hmm. felon. I think something happened in Europe. He had to be in jail for a month there. I remember our, the U.S. government had to get involved to try and get him out. Mm-hmm. You know, all that. It, it got pretty tricky. Uh, I guess they their relationship is riding on a friendship. They were friends for a very long time before mm-hmm. they started dating. And now she's expecting his baby. I googled like assault with a deadly weapon in the states and it changes state to state, of course. But like he's going to go to jail. In California for the state of California? Is that what it is? Well, he's, I, I believe. there? I, that, I don't know how it works. I think so. I think that's where it, where I, it happened. I, I think. I'm okay. not completely sure. I thought I read that yesterday. Yeah. But Either way, I mean, there are some things around, but it looks like jail time could happen and now he's got a baby like this is is a nightmare and she she's trying to be she's trying to be her Bayesian self okay she's a Bayesian girl in and out she's like I don't want to lose my roots I'm here to be with my mom and my goodness she looked amazing she looked like she was finally kind of just chilling relaxing with her family she's tried to be with good guys and she's not into them Drake, good guy. Yeah, that guy, the prince. The, the sultan, the yeah. Saudi prince. Yeah. Treated her like gold. The one who was a billionaire. She tried, she really tried with him because he was a billionaire. And, and it, you, you, she likes the bad boy. are friggin' Rihanna. Mm-hmm. You're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening in your life. I don't understand. Get your together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anyways. ASAP Rocky's a babe. I'll, I'll give Okay, I'm not focusing on that, that goes right a now. long way. Okay, anyways, you can focus <laughs> on that part. Jada Pinkett Smith kicked off her new season of her Facebook show, Red Table Talk. Oh, wow. And she posted an announcement on the screen, okay? They also on the screen said, considering all that has happened in the last few weeks, the Smith family has been focusing on deep healing. Some of the discoveries around our healing will be shared on the table when the time calls. Until then, the table will continue offering itself uh, to powerful, inspiring, and healing testimonies of guests. Thank you for joining us. This obviously has a lot to do with the infamous Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap. Yeah, oh wow, is right. And speaking of that, word is that the producers of this year's Tony Awards sent out a letter to attendees. First oh. time ever that they sent out a letter that read the Tony Awards has a strict no violence policy. If an incident violating that occurs, the perpetrator will be removed from the event immediately. Now, you wouldn't, th- y- yeah. This you, is happening now. You wouldn't think it would go down at the Tonys because, like, Broadway people are, t- you know, generally classy. But remember, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Exactly. No, that's why I'm saying this. This has changed. These disclaimers now have to be given and put out there. Watch out for Adele Tasleen. She'll oh, get you at the Tonys. Say, watch out for Adele. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's... But yes. I just say watch out. Yeah. Have you seen her nails? Yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> right. And congratulations. I know we told you that they had their baby, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, but they now have named their baby. What'd they go with? Malty Mary. 
Malti. Yeah. Malti. I mean, I'm sure I'm saying a little bit more Indian. Yeah, you are. But it is an Indian name. How so do you spell it? Malti. M-A-L-T-I, if I say okay. it the white way. But it's Malti. The uh, She was born in January, okay. right? Uh, Malti is an Indian name meaning fragrant flower or moonlight. Oh, that's really pretty. Malti. Malti. So how, as a white person, should I say it? Straight up. Do you want me to say it? Well, you're probably gonna, every, we're probably going to say Malti, but Mal- I think it's Malti. Malti. I think it's Malti. That sounds prettier. And Malti. Malti just sounds too white for me, and I'm white. <laughs> you're very, very white. <laughs> I'm Nira, and that's The Biz. That's all you got to do, all in support of Workout to Conquer Cancer. You want to sign up, you want to take the challenge, workouttoconquercancer.ca. Right now, we're giving away the prize pack. $100 for fresh prep, which we love, and $100 for Maple Organics, which we also love, so you can get prepped for your workout. That's right. We had to look up what Maple Organics was, and it's like post-workout recovery, pre-workout, pre-workout, and like soothing stuff for your body after. Oh, it's great stuff. Okay. Let's say good morning to Amber and Surrey, who's playing with us this morning. Good morning. Morning. How are you ladies doing today? Us ladies we are good. Are caffeinated and feeling great. Amber, How is you. our Lady Amber doing this morning? Oh. I am not caffeinated yet. Oh but my god. Hopefully will be soon. Please. Okay, Amber, I've... one thing we're gonna tell <laughs> yeah. you this is not a pogo stick. Okay. <laughs> Okay, not a pogo it's stick. It's not a pogo stick. Thank there, you for the hint. There is a ball involved, okay, Amber? Okay. okay. Take a listen. Tell us what workout this is. <laughs> basketball? Yes, Amber. It's basketball. Congratulations, Amber. This workout to conquer cancer prize pack is all yours. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited. You should be. And take the challenge. Do it. Workout to conquercancer.ca. Thank you for waking up with us. And we got another one to win tomorrow morning at 730. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. The new way to refer to your ex-husband or your ex-wife. Is this the new way? Because we all got them. Those exes, you know. Oh, yes. What about calling them... A starter wife or a starter <laughs> husband. Because that's what Elon Musk, you know, Elon Musk, Tesla, billionaire, mm-hmm. his ex wife, his first wife, who's his ex, she calls herself his starter wife. She doesn't say I'm his ex wife. She's like, wow. I was his starter wife. As she like th- puts on, like, just wears cash as an outfit. <laughs> I'm his starter wife. She was his starter <laughs> wife. They have five kids together. Holy smokes. They, they had twins and then they had triplets. They also, they actually <sighs> technically had six kids together. One passed away at the very Aww. beginning. So she says, Justine, she's like, I was his first wife. She doesn't say I'm his ex. She says, I was his starter wife. Wow. Oh, starter wife. Now you, Holly. Oh, here we go. Well, well, I don't know what else. Here we go. Let's bring up the haunted past. You have a haunted past. It's so haunted. This is now your second marriage. <laughs> yes. From your first marriage. Mm-hmm. Do you say ex-husband? Do you want to be referred to as an ex-wife? Or... It's tricky in my situation because my ex-husband was married before me as well. Oh. So I was not his starter wife. Mm. I was his second Starter wife. His what? His well, no, not you're not the starter wife anymore. Sorry, ex starter. I was his. I don't even you know what his, you call it. Then I'm, were, I wasn't his starter wife. You were just his wife. One of. Which <laughs> <laughs> sounds really oh bad. God. I was one of his wives. Okay. His wives. You were his second wife. 
but he was my starter husband, I guess, technically. Ew, I don't like it. No, 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 no. You'd rather say ex-husband. Starter husband implies that, first of all, I knew it was going to end. Yeah. That I was just like using him, that I was trying out marriage. What does this feel like? Let's just try. He's my starter. Uh-huh. No, ew. There's already enough. No, I already get enough of this, the stereotype and the stigma attached to being a divorcee. Okay. Oh, gross. No. Justine, Elon Musk, ex. I guess she didn't like being called his ex-wife, though. She did not like the term ex-wife. She's like, I guess I was his, I was his starter wife. Gross. He kind of, he kind of figured out the do's and don'ts. I helped him. I helped him figure out what to do in his future relationships. I was his starter wife because, you know, we knew maybe she had a feeling she wasn't going to be the one and only for the rest of their lives, for the rest of his life, for the rest of his life at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also makes it sound like in that situation that Justine, like he decided, like you're my starter wife, and now goodbye. Yeah. Ew, like a weird control thing, too. Yeah, she wasn't saying he's my starter husband. Yeah. She said I was his starter wife. But I don't think she's been in, like, many relationships and husbands after that. Right? How long are, like, do you have to be together for, like, under five years? And then you could you were considered a starter wife? Because, Nira, you've been married for, what, 19? She got married when she was 12, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's been, yeah I think it's going to be forever this summer. Right? Uh-huh. Is it going to be 20 this summer? No. Okay, whatever. She can't even remember. That's how long she's been married. So say you knock on wood, which will never happen. Mm. Say you and your husband, Gary, get divorced. Mm. How would you feel if you're like, hey, guys, you're out at like some event. (laughs) Hey, oh, there's Mira. She's my starter wife. (laughs) You know, Gary, he probably would say that, actually. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he would. Go for it, Gary. Holly and Mira. Holly and Mira. Well, here's something else to worry about. You're welcome. Growing isn't enough anymore. Now you need to outgrow. We've always been told, though, never stop growing. Yeah, no, you still have to do that. Never stop growing, but also learn to outgrow. Hmm. Outgrow old dreams and goals. Outgrow wanting your parents' approval. Outgrow an old habit. It's just not working for you anymore. Hmm. So still grow. But also outgrow. Everybody. But isn't that growing? Ooh. If you learn to outgrow? Ooh. I'm so good. Oh, she's deep this morning. I'm sorry. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Is growing and outgrowing the same? If I right. know that it's okay to let go of needing my parents' approval, mm-hmm. isn't that just me growing? Wow. Or is that outgrowing? Yeah, I just, I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. And if I know that there are some friendships that don't work anymore and I was holding on to them just because of history or how long we were friends, but it's just not there anymore. Yes. Isn't that me also growing in confidence knowing that I can let that go? Or do I need to outgrow? Maybe it's like the word outgrow is like, uh, there's got a negative connotation to it. Like, oh, when you're growing up, you're like, well, you've outgrown that bike. So now you have to get a new one. You've outgrown those pants. Mm -hmm. So now it's time to get a new one. Mm -hmm. Where it's like kind of like, I don't know. There's not like a very positive association to the word outgrow. Like I've outgrown you. Yeah. But really, it's actually a good thing if you are saying to a toxic friend, I've outgrown you. No, I think. I think that's what, because the friend doesn't necessarily need to be toxic. It's not that the friend is toxic. Maybe just the relationship is what it used to be and doesn't bring you what it used to once bring you or whatever the case yes, may you've be. you've outgrown it. But if a friend then 
that you now, whatever you want to say, outgrown, if they want to talk to you about it, I think it's way harsher to say, I think I've outgrown you mm. versus I've done some growing and I feel that I'm in a different place now versus I think I've outgrown our friendship. I think that sounds harsher. Hmm. I feel like it's more of a diss to say to someone I've outgrown you versus I've done some growing, I've done some soul searching and I've, I think I may be in a different direction. Okay, what if it was about a breakup? What if it was a breakup? Like you and I and Nira, were, we say we were together. Pretending. <laughs> My dream. Okay, uh. and then of course it doesn't work out. Yeah. And you break up with me, obviously. Uh-huh. And instead of being like, Holly, it's over. I'm dumping you. Yeah. You were like, Holly, I've outgrown you. I'd be like, well, I tried. No, she you. outgrew me. I, I There's you, nothing more I could have done. You would not she be She did not fine. break up with me. She outgrew me. You would not be fine if I said I've outgrown you. <laughs> versus I've done some growing. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've No, because I think outgrowing for some reason I'd rather because I feel like it's out of my control. But it's not You've a, outgrown me. But it's not a it's fine. fine. But it's not it a, has nothing to do with me. It's you. You're the outgrowing one. But also but it would bother you if I said if I'm growing? Yeah. Hmm. Cuz I don't want you to get better. okay you're really looking at this literally as you're a pair of pants yes and i've outgrown you like that's i think because you're physically seeing us our relationship as a pair of pants that i can no longer put on yes and that's why it's not bothering you yes okay so that's what i may use when i'm if i ever want to say to someone i've outgrown you i'm like yeah think of us as a pair of pants yeah I can't get the button on anymore. Yeah. See, that makes me look worse. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Boom. Do that. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Could you keep it under 10? When you're packing for a trip away, could you keep your bag to under 10 items? It's a thing. Total? Yes. You mean just 10 pairs of shorts? Nah. 10 total of everything. It's called Minimalist Packing Nira and it's trending. Yeah. Am I going away for a day? (laughs) This is my two-hour trip bag. No, seriously. What's happening here? Ten items total, including everything. Shoes. That's one item. Blow dryer? That's one item. Makeup? That's one item. Like your makeup bag, say. That's three. Toiletries bag? Are those separate? Those are the same. Okay, sorry. There's four, five. You have room for five more things, ma'am, and you haven't packed any clothing yet. No, that's, that cannot count clothing. This is this is minimalist packing. Advil? Well, that can go in your toiletries bag. There you go. I'm <laughs> okay. saving some room okay. for you. Okay, no, I don't believe you. I can't do this. What about hairspray? Again, I think you can tuck that somewhere, can't can you? you? Well, I don't know. Sound machine. Like okay. what? <laughs> I'm going away for a couple weeks. I'm mm. not going to say where because I hate hearing about when other people are going somewhere nice and I'm not going. So oh, I'm, I'm going to say it for so her. So who cares? I'm no. just going somewhere. Who cares? She's going to Hawaii. Okay, everybody. whatever. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Beyond lucky. Who uh-huh. cares? Okay, it's going to rain the whole time. Who cares? Um, but I was going to try this. I was going to try Please. to do the minimalist packing. You have two children. There's no way you can do minimalist pl- packing. But the thing is, when you go somewhere sunny and warm, you always bring way more stuff than you need. I personally do. I'm like, I don't, I, why do I bring six pairs of shorts? I only like two of them. I only feel good in one of them. So why didn't I just bring one? But you're going for two weeks. You're going to wear one pair of shorts for two weeks? There's also laundry where we're staying. Are that you going helps. to wear one pair of shorts for two weeks? That's not even yeah, possible. I think I could do it. One pair of good jean shorts. Okay. Right? Is that my only bottom? Are you going to go for any walks at all? 
Yes. So you're going to need runners. Are you going to wear the runners to the airport then? Yes. Okay, so there you go. You can wear your runners to the airport. Socks, does that count as one or two? <sighs> Great question. Right? Is that what? Once you put a pair a of pair, socks in. One pair. And then underwear. This uh, Packing yeah. under 10 is ridiculous. Underwear ca- count as one item, but even though you might take six pairs? This is ridiculous. This makes no sense to me. Also, how? How right. is this possible? Including, uh, you, you're going to need flip-flops. Yeah. And then a cute little pair of sandals. See, that's three of my items. But, but dudes do this all the time, Nira. My husband's like, I already packed. It's in a backpack. I'm I like, know. how? My husband does that too. He's like, it's done. I'm He's like, like I'm ready. <laughs> the kids. What do you have? What, what's going on? And I've never been on a trip with my husband, John, and he's not had something. And he only brings a backpack. Oh, please. I'm telling you. It doesn't. <laughs> okay. Children. How can yeah. you pack for children? You also have to make sure that you have a rain jacket because yeah. you never know what it's going to rain. Also, the other problem, when you go, my problem when I've gone to Hawaii way back before the pandemic, yeah. it's so hot. But then when you go out for dinner or ice cream or anything, if you mm-hmm. go anywhere, the AC is so cold, you have to have a sweatshirt. Yes, and you just told me last week, great travel uh, hack from Nira. If you're staying somewhere with air conditioning, yeah. bring flannel pajamas because yes. it's too cold at night. It's so cold at in night. In the room. Always so cold in the room. And then you and your husband will fight over temperature okay. control. So you need flannel Flannels. pajamas. You need to have a sweatshirt or a hoodie or a sweater or a shawl. Or if you're Nira, all of the above. You have to have all of the above. And then what about it? Like just things yeah. that you need for your hair. Like my hair is frizz frenzy. If I go on a tropical yeah. destination. Hair and elastic, then, that's one. Yeah, and then what about <laughs> anti-frizz? You know, Spray. You, yeah, what about uh, a straightener? Don't you need a straightener for your hair? I don't know. I mean, we're way over. We're you, way over. Let me blow your mind. You don't have to do this. I wanted to try. You don't have to. It sounds more stressful trying to be under 10 than just doing the under I 10. I just want to challenge myself. Can I have one pair of underwear for two weeks? Happy stress-free <laughs> vacation with no underwear. <laughs> I don't get it. No, you don't. Holly and Mira. Holly and Mira. When good people get bad tattoos, it's a common thing. Oh, yes. But the question is, what do you do about it? <laughs> Good. Make so, it about you. Yes. Yes. Because it is. Good friend of mine. She is at a very different place, a very different place in her life right now. Okay. Newly single. And uh, she was in a relationship for a very long time, finally feeling very free. Good for her. She's Great. doing lots of work. Lots free of work. Britney. Is it Britney Spears? No, not okay. Britney. <laughs> uh, and she decided that for the first time, she's going to get a tattoo. And she got this tattoo, and uh, it's got me thinking. Okay. What what part has you thinking? Her back. It's on her back? Mm-hmm. Is it big? Is it small? It's a giant eagle. Oh, wow. Because she's free. Oh, but she's powerful. It. Yeah, she's top of the food nature. chain. Top of the food chain. Yes, like she is ready to be a predator for once in her life. Oh, right? She's spreading her wings. Eagle vision, too, because now she can see clearly. Yes. Right? They also mate for life. Kids, she's not into that. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to tell her that part. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> she got out of a relationship that was toxic for her. Okay. So she's finally free. She's really feeling that freedom and good for her. She's like, I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, you should do all these things that make you feel empowered. And uh, yeah, I, I it didn't expect it to be so big. And she's like, look, check it out. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know. Uh, when good people 
get bad tattoos. What do you do? Well, what was your reaction? Because, like, I always say, Nira, if I ever killed someone, I would hope you weren't there because you would give it away <laughs> in five seconds. You can't lie. You're not good at saying, if you don't like something, you're not good at being like, that's nice. Like, yeah. you can't, you're no. not good. You're very truthful. Yes, I have so, a problem. Honesty. Yeah, honesty, you have no filter. And so what did you say when you saw the giant eagle tattoo? Wow. That's it? Oh, Wow. Was it painful? Okay. It's so big, right? Okay, okay. So then we just got into the <laughs> mechanics of it. Totally got into the mechanics of it. Okay. But it's so huge mm. all over her back and it kind of mm. goes into the shoulder and overlaps the wing. Like, I don't know. And I, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. It's art. Mm-hmm. It's art. But I just hope she doesn't regret it. Yeah. It's ginormous. You know when Nick Cannon got the giant Mariah on his back? Yeah. Then he had to do all that work to get it covered up? Yes. And same with Ben Affleck when he got the giant phoenix all mm-hmm. over his back. And I think he, ha- I think he's been doing work to get that covered up. It is impossible to know, though, if you're going to love it forever. It's impossible. And everyone's like, make sure you think about it. Well, you can think about it all you want, but you don't know how you're going to feel in like 20 years from now. Yeah. The last time, the last tattoo I got when I was getting it, there was three people in there getting tattoo removal done. Oh, wow. Now, was At that a sign? At the same time. Yeah, was that a sign? I don't know. You still got yours done? I still got it done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was t- t- I only have tiny tattoos. I don't have a giant eagle on my back. Mm-hmm. And I'm- it's really expensive and very painful to get them removed, apparently. Yes. Yeah. The process of getting them removed, I hear, is worse than when you're getting them. And, and, and you can still kind of see it. At the end of the day, I know, it's not about me and my thoughts right. and my feelings, but it does. It affects me. She's my friend. And, and I you can't to, lie. And I have to see it. Like, oh, we, we, we're going to hang out in the summer. She's going to probably wear a tank top. Okay, probably. <laughs> Let's allow her to wear a tank top. But yeah. you know, Nira, in, in high school, your nickname was Raven. It was. She's Eagle. <laughs> you want me to get a Raven tattoo? Just meet in the tree. <laughs> Let's you're go. Holly and Nira.